Matter of Spirit is a quarterly publication of the Inner Community Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in Fall 2021 issue on Sacred Pathways. To change the church, have the conversation. By Ellie Hildago and Casey Stanton. Ellie Hildago and Casey Stanton are co-directors of Discerning Deacons. How does the church discern the movement of the Holy Spirit for our times? When you're talking about a 2,000-year-old institution grounded in tradition, how does the Holy Spirit try to move the hearts of the faithful to do a new thing or an old thing once again? The possible restoration of the women to the permanent ordained diaconate necessitates a global conversation that is complex and consequential. In discussing the pathway to such change, Father Warren Sazama, pastor of St. Thomas More Parish in the Twin City, said off the cuff, the way you change the church is you have the conversation. He may not have been intending to offer a blueprint for how the Holy Spirit works, but his words have stuck with women discerning or call to the diaconate who are wondering if they could ever be brave enough to initiate the conversation with their pastors, parishioners, even their bishops. Discerning Deacons launched in April 2021 to engage Catholics in the active discernment of our church about restoring women to the permanent diaconate, including blessing women with the sacramental grace of the diaconate ordination. Our work supports educational opportunities and conversations in parishes and communities so that everyone can participate in the discernment. Inspired by the synodal journey and dreams of the church in the Amazonian territory of South America, our project seeks to create encounters between diaconal women and the other Catholic leaders where spirit-inspired listening and dialogue can bear the fruits of conversation why the need to be brave? Conversation closed. If the way to conversion is through conversation and encounter, then the converse is also true. The way to keep things as they are is to silence the conversation. In 1994, Pope John Paul II taught in Ordinatio Sacra Detalis that the church has no authority whatsoever to confer priestly ordination on women, and his successors have confirmed his teaching. Intended or not, the impact has often been to stifle the larger conversation about women's leadership in the church, including what it is within the bounds of the authority for the church with regards to women. For example, the Second Vatican Council, Women Gentium, teaches that deacons are ordained not unto the priesthood, but unto a ministry of service in the diacona of liturgy and of the word and the charity of the people of God. It is a vocation distinct from priesthood, which points to Jesus the servant leader. There is nothing in the church doctrine that would prevent the church from restoring women to the diaconate, and yet it has been challenging for the faithful to fully embrace having the conversation. Pope Francis' vision for a synodal listening and participatory church has led to greater permission to engage in conversations, trusting that as we listen more deeply to one another and create spaces for discernment, 
the Holy Spirit reveals God's will that, that allows us to walk together and build the kingdom of God. An opportunity to take up the issue of women and the diaconate opened up in 2016 when religious superiors, when religious superiors from the International Union of Superiors General asked Pope Francis to create an official commission to study the possibility of including women among permanent deacons, as was the case in the early church. Pope Francis responded positively to the sisters' request and formally established his commission for the study of the diaconate of women, naming 12 scholars as members, six men and six women. In the two millennia of the church history, this commission may be the first to include an equal representation of both men and women. In describing the work of the Papal Commission on Women Deacons, the Holy Father, in a March 2017 interview with German newspaper Die Zeit, said, We must not be afraid. Fear closes doors. Freedom opens them. And if freedom is small, it opens at least a little window. However, the findings from this commission were never made public. The question emerged again at the Synod of Bishops for the Pan-Amazon region when the bishops asked to share the experiences of women engaged in diaconal ministry. In response, Pope Francis established a new commission in April 2020, which met for the first time in September 2021. How did this conversation bubble up in the peripheries of the Amazon region of Latin America? Numerous bishops in the Amazon already rely on women to engage in missionary and diaconal work in remote communities, among them Divine Providence, Sister Katerina Nice, who has directed the Rural Institute of the Vicariate of Pondo in remote Bolivia since 2016. Under the direction of Bishop Eugenio Potter, Sister Mies is responsible for the spiritual and pastoral care of some 150 rural communities. Her responsibilities include the formation of local leaders and working collaboratively with her pastoral team, local animators of faith communities, liturgical teams, and catechists. Sister Mies represents the church's presence as she visits rural communities and brings them the Holy Eucharist, presides at baptisms, and witnesses marriages. She and her pastoral team have baptized more than 1,000 children, youth, and adults. The rural communities accept me with ease to be their pastor, their deacon, the one who serves their community. Celebrating with them is always a joy. Shared Sister Mies at a recent celebration of the Feast of St. Phoebe on September 3rd, 2021. The acceptance of my ministry as a servant of the community is very peaceful, very normal in the Amazon region of the Apostolate Apondo. Making it safe to talk. Is the issue of the women's diaconate only a concern for the Amazonian church where reaching remote territories? necessitates more laborers in the vineyard, including women pastoral ministers? Or did the Amazonian church reveal something that could be prophetic for the whole church? The scholarship of theologians like Phyllis Vigano, Serena Nochetti, Carolyn Osiak, and Isabel Corpus has begun to restore the memory of the early church women deacon. 
Hidden in plain sight, St. Phoebe is named as a deacon by St. Paul in his letter to the Romans. The woman he entrusted to deliver and interpret his letter to the faith community in Rome. Among women, deacon saints in the church history are St. Domica of Alexandria, St. Theosebia of Nyssa, St. Junia of Rome, St. Priscilla of Corinth, St. Susanna of Palestine, and many others. The recovery of their names is slowly stirring the modern Catholic imagination about the present and future of women's leadership in the church. When discerning deacons launched in the spring, it was with Bishop Randolph, Calvo of Reno as an advisor, along with priests, deacons, religious women, and recognized lay pastoral leaders endorsing the conversation and thereby giving more Catholics in the pews permission to consider the issue. It has been important to share widely and often that the church is actively engaging in this particular discussion about women and the diaconate. During the summer, discerning deacons galvanized more than 1,500 Catholics in 22 cities throughout the United States, Canada, and India to gather for parish dialogues and house meetings to pray, learn, and discern about women and the diaconate. Among the central questions guiding the conversation were, number one, is there a pastoral need for women as deacons? Number two, do we know women whose ministry resembles the charism of Jesus, the servant leader, and who would discern a call to the diaconate if that path were available to them? Three, what is the sense of the faithful, and how could people be prepared to receive women as deacons? Number four, how does our Catholic tradition inform our discernment about women and the diaconate? These conversations revealed that quiet hope many Catholics have, that women ordained as deacons could help to renew the church in the third millennium and provide much-needed visible leadership roles for Catholic girls and young women to stay engaged in the faith. Female preachers would provide vital perspectives on the gospel from their lived experiences as, lived experiences as daughters, mothers, grandmothers, aunts, and godmothers. In places like the Amazon and elsewhere, women already are committed to the diaconal ministry, and the church would benefit from recognizing the work they already do. As the church prays, so she believes. It would recognize the fruitful leadership collaboration between Catholic men and women that has existed since the beginning of early Christianity, including the witness of St. Paul and St. Phoebe. Discerning Deacons is also helping to disseminate findings of an in-depth interview study of United States Catholic women and the diaconate, which was published this fall. Lead researcher and University of Notre Dame's sociologist Tricia Bruce, Ph.D., found that Catholic women feel called into service, constrained by the barriers to ordain ordination and service restrained for men in the church, they must adapt creatively to do de facto deacon ministry anyway and contribute in ways that uphold the very foundations of the local and global Catholicism. The study was conducted confidently to make it safe for women currently working in 
and for the church to speak honestly about their experiences without fear or reprisal. An invitation to go on a synodal journey. It is our hope that recent conversations are helping to give courage to women and men to speak authentically about pastoral needs of faith communities today. The current synod is underway. For a synodal church, the communion participation mission is the next phase in Pope Francis's remarkable vision for the church, unafraid to be open to the Holy Spirit as she renews and refreshes the whole body of Christ. Pope Francis invites bishops and clergy to reimagine governances as beginning from the ground. The guiding documents for the ambitious synod begin with listening processes which place incredible trust in the people of God to witness God's will for moving in communion and mission in the world. The Pope is asking bishops and clergy of the world to prioritize engaging with those who are excluded, marginalized, on the peripheries of society and of the church structures. With the Synod, the Church has an opportunity to keep creating safe spaces and to hear directly from the Catholic faithful about their hopes and dreams, as well as concerns for how best to heal from the wounds of clergy abuse and to correct the imbalance of power that is born of clericalism. Might restoring women to the permanent diaconate play an important role in opening up a new pathway of healing and sharing authority for the church? The Synod on Synodality invites all of our participation on this pilgrim journey to pray for the grace to listen broadly and widely, to build bridges to those who are excluded, and to move out of fear and into prophetic action. Pope Francis lays out a prayer in Episcopalis Comuno for the Synod of Bishops to become the privileged instrument for listening to God's people. May it be our prayer too. For the Synod Fathers, we ask the Holy Spirit first of all the gift of listening, to listen to God, that with him we may hear the cry of the people, to listen to the people until breathing in the desire to which God calls us. Mm-hmm.